This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. G'day, it's Lols here. This next guest is pretty massive in the health world. Her name is Ashy Bynes and I said to her after, I was like, mate, I just wish everyone could sit down and have a chat with you because you're the real deal. And, you know, I think when you see her on Insta, she's 100% what you see is what you get. But in her photos, she's so drop-dead gorgeous, you know, epic rig, epic smile, epic tan, blonde, that kind of like perfect girl. And I think because of that, she gets cops, a lot of trolls, a lot of judgment. She's been slammed by the media. And I think, man, if you sit down and chat with her, she's just a real girl chasing her passion and her ultimate goal is to inspire women. So I loved it. I love chatting to Ashy and hearing her story. So I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Enjoy Ashy Bynes. First of all, a big thank you. Ashy Bynes, you have been a dream goal to have on here. Oh, thank you. What an intro. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Thank <laughs> you. I have just, I've always been a fan. I've always watched you. I've always, do you know the first time we actually met? You, I don't think you're going to remember this. Oh, hit me. And it's not a bad, this is not a bad thing you won't okay. remember it just because it was so full on. Four years ago, maybe yeah. five, Australian fitness show. Oh, yes. Sid- yep. Sydney. Hectic, yeah. Hectic. You were about to teach, I don't know how many people. 2,000. 2,000. <laughs> you were about girls. to go on. You had the epic braids down yes. the side of your head. You had a squad with you. You yeah. had like a gang. We were all in the green room. It was so fast. There was like. Um, Commando Steve was in the I remember. Back. No, Do you I remember, remember this? I 100% remember. Yeah, Nate, I wouldn't have remembered until you said it, but yes, I yes. remember. Yeah. And I just taught yoga, so I taught yoga like in between the CrossFit. You're all zen. The- I'm like getting all pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I think everyone was matching in like pink yeah. and all these good colours and I was just like, this chick is epic. Aww. And the thing that I loved, the energy I picked off about you, this, is, this would be what? Would it be five years ago? I think about four, yeah, four or five. I reckon you're like, it'd have to be, but I remember thinking, oh my God, this chick is happy, bright, bubbly, but doesn't stop. I was yeah. like, <laughs> go, it, go, go. <laughs> you were such a little go getter, and oh, I freaking love that. Oh, like, thank I you. I find it so inspiring. So, just for people listening, I know everybody knows who you are. Do they though? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. You are an entrepreneur, PT, speaker, wife, mother. Now, Taj has just turned four, is just that right? Just turned four. I watched yeah. their vlog. So cute. I know. He's adorable. Opie all the little prezzies. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you've got your own active wear range. Yes. Uh, can I just say the rainbow colours, you're wearing one now? Yes, the purple. So bright and happy. I just love colours. They make me feel happy when yeah. I wear them. And you feel like training yes. and working out, like right? motivating, yeah. I've just noticed your water bottle matches your... <laughs> <laughs> I match everything. I love it. <laughs> it's so good though. And it's because you've got treats range as well, which you've yes. just given me your clean so you're treats. you're going to try them today. With more life. Yes. 
Um, I saw that I think mine's like a hazelnutty one. You've got chalk hazelnuts, so if you love Ferrero Cher, you'll love it. Healthy Ferrero. And then collagen caramel fudge, which you've just told me you like salted caramel, so I need to get your packet of salted caramel as well. Oh, my God, I'm obsessed with caramel. You've given me a place to go get a sahi bowl after this. Yes. Okay. Also, so you, you've got your own app as well, right? Yes, squat, squat app. Gym. Yes. Uh, you're pretty much a global health. You've got your own global health and fitness empire. You have taught people like workouts, not just in Australia and New Zealand, but we're talking like Los Angeles. Yeah, London, Glasgow. We took our tour worldwide as far as we could anyway. As you do. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so amazing. So you just gone like gangbusters. I, when you first bought out your reality show Raw on oh, YouTube, yes. I was like, it was my best mate Andrea, the one that oh, I kept cool. referring to. She was like, you've got to watch it. It's just like demystifying everything mm-hmm. you thought, every opinion. And, you, and the thing that I love about watching you and just – soaking up all your content, mm. you'll cry, no probs. Yeah. Or you'll be like, um, I'm having a shit day or this thing's yeah. happened or this is triggering me. You're like, mm. um, I, I loved you were talking about your friend who's gay. Yes, and you Greg. Were, yeah, yeah, and you were just like, why can't love be love? No. And I was like, fuck, how, is, how are we even having this conversation I know, now? it still blows my mind, yeah. So I love that you're very comfortable sharing what you're mm. passionate about, even if it might trigger other people. Yeah. I think it's important to open up more conversations and get comfortable with getting uncomfortable. I love that. Mm. I love so it, like I I love that metaphor and that yeah. like idea of get comfortable with getting uncomfortable. Same with this podcast, like failing. Mm. Like mm. and but they say, so do you know Gary V? Yeah. Yeah. Love he, his content. Oh, so a lot of girls don't. A yeah, lot of women don't. I've heard that too. Because he's quite. He's straight to the point. Yeah, yeah. fire. Fire yeah. is probably the word I would use to describe. And he's very comfortable calling BS out. I love that masculine oh, energy and that, so that, that straightforward, no bullshit totally. mentality. I love it, that. It just can. Get straight to the point. <laughs> 100%. But he said the most successful people in the world mm. look forward to failure. And when he said that, I was like, mm. yes, yes. Do you know what else? He said, he goes, go to a retirement home. Mm. And he said, I want you to see regret. Oh, he goes, look into ouch. people. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, far out, man. That's one controversial, but two, that's scary. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, I want to look at life. Like I don't want to look back and go, I wish I tried that. Yeah. I wish I did these things. What I want to talk to you about today is, yes, failure, mm-hmm. but also Quickly, like in a nutshell, just for people listening, like, and, and just to start it already off, I know I, I don't have Uber long, so I want to just know straight away, mm. like, what would you say, and we can end on a little thing too, but just like people that have a perception of you, mm. and I think this is where there's two ashies, right, and I mean this in the best way. There's yeah. this ashy, raw, real, yeah. authentic, right, and this is the way you are on Insta. Mm-hmm. This is the way you are on YouTube, Snapchat. This is the way you are when you give a talk. Mm-hmm. But then there's this other ashy that fucking people judge and it's not even connected to you. Yeah. It's the troll. It's the people with the trolls. <clears throat> what would you say to people that have like seen, because that part of you mm. gets celebrated on TV, like they've done stories in the past on you like on the troll side of you. Mm-hmm. And but the moment that someone meets you or sees yeah. your Insta or actually takes friggin' two minutes to watch. <laughs> two minutes, that's all I want. <laughs> yeah, to watch a story yeah. or 15 seconds, yeah. they're gonna know that you're just an Aussie girl chasing dreams. Yeah. Pretty much. I think I think this day on social media, 
I'm so glad that stories is there in Snapchat and yeah. video because beforehand, when you're scrolling photos, I get it. I'm this blonde haired, big boobed, wearing fake tan. I look like a Barbie. Like, it's so. Hot one though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's very easy to put me in this like dumb blonde bimbo totally. box. And they, they think that I'm going to be fake because I've got the blonde hair and the fake boobs and the fake tan. It's just, oh, she's just fake and dumb. But now we have stories and we have that way to connect and we have podcasts, so much more talking. You can see that just because someone has fake boobs and blonde hair, they can still have depth about them. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's got lessons. Everyone's got great things to teach and be around. And I think Raw started that. They were like, wow, I did just think that about her photos. Oh, she's actually going through the same shit I am. Oh, okay. She's normal like I am. They take me off that pedestal or that box that they put me in. And that's the great thing about the connection we have this day and age on social media. And you've hit the nail on the head about your looks as well. You know mm. how you look yeah. freaking gorgeous, but, like, it's also your choice. If you want to yeah. have blonde hair, whatever you want to have, mm-hmm. that's your personal yeah. choice. Yeah. And I think we need to remember that. People that want to project their opinion, it's like what what do you want for exactly. you? Exactly. I'm totally digressing, by the way. That's what I do all the time. <laughs> um, we are here to talk about failures yes. or we were saying before, like failing forward, mm-hmm. like that. Um, well, I don't like the word failing. Yeah. I, I said that in a previous podcast with you, but I don't like the word failing. I feel like there's such a negative feeling around it. But when you said failing forward, I was like, oh, I like that. But the way I describe it is falling. Yeah. And no matter how many times you fall, you have to get back up again. So if you can just know that you're going to have failures, you're going to have challenges, it's just a part of life. The moment we accept that, it just makes things easier. And when you said before about Gary Vee being excited for failure, that is my husband. Oh, it, really? Oh, it excites him to fail because he knows there's a big lesson or yeah. there's something preparing him for something even bigger. He he loves that. And that, I just find that so inspiring. I'm not quite there yet to get that <laughs> excited about it, but I do know now I'm so aware that when something challenging is happening, I'm like okay, this is, this is happening for a reason. Either I haven't learned, I haven't healed something in the past. There's a lesson here mm-hmm. I need to learn totally. because something big is coming. How can I grow through this? Grow through this. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like to have that mentality mm. and to have that perspective and to have the success that you've got, you have to have massive tenacity. So like stickability, like yeah. no matter what happens, shit stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. So I'm going to go back to childhood stuff for a yeah, sec definitely. here. And, um, <clears throat> Lots of stem from our childhood, so totally, let's dive deep. But, totally, but I also think that's also where your tenacity, like your yeah. strength has probably come from. So yeah. can you talk to me about, you know, I've, I've read that your stepdad spoke down to you and treated mm. you really terribly and said you were too dumb, yeah. too stupid. You would always be a failure. Yeah, that was a, a word he used often. So I feel like that fear of failure and that word – Started when I was really, really young, and he you know, he was physically abusive as well. But mm. that didn't even touch me compared to the emotional side of totally. things. Yeah. It's like you kind of get over that. Um, well, you know, some people you have to work through it, but we won't go there today. But the emotional side of being called dumb and saying oh. you will always be a failure that that became my truth. If you were to ask who Ashley Bynes was when I was sixteen and kicked out of home, I would say I was dumb, a failure, and I will never be loved. That's who I define myself with because that's all I heard for so long. Um, And it really takes a lot of working on yourself to reframe. And I didn't want what he said to become my truth. And it was my truth for a long time, but Mm. I wanted to, I wanted to reframe that story and let it empower me Mm. and prove to myself, not to him, but prove to myself that I'm not a failure. 
I can make something of myself. I will be loved and I will work hard and I will work through all of that. And I did, but it it had to be a conscious choice. I could have been a victim and always said, oh, I'm just a failure. This is why if someone threw me a challenge or I got offered something, I would say, no, I can't do that. I'm too dumb. And I wouldn't even try. I would not even try to go for a job or meet someone or do this and that because I I just, that was my truth. I, I can't. That's crazy. Mm. So how old were you when that was your truth? So that'd be school school days? Like? Yeah, I mean, from early as I can remember, but he kicked me out of home when I was 16 years old. Um, yeah, but, you know, he'd been telling me that. He was around since I was two years old, so... <sighs> So that was your, that would have been your total internal dialogue. So I imagine like from that age and even up to, definitely up to 16, Mm. even at school, was school challenging? Because you would have had this internal dialogue. Yeah, school's awful. Same thing. Like I would, you know, people say I'm studying. I remember like staring at my school books and trying to like read and I just couldn't even study because I just, I just thought I was so dumb. I just did not understand what was on the paper. And I even went to like tutoring and I just could never do well. I had this belief that I was just never going to understand it. And I did fail most of my exams in year 12. But there's not like, I don't think you can look at your year 12 exams no. and then compare that to success. But did I really try hard enough? Because, or did I actually just believe I was dumb? So there wasn't a point in really going hard. If I didn't have that belief that I was so dumb, I wasn't going to understand it. Maybe I would have done better. Well, I mean, I know that it's so messed up to have had a childhood like that a hundred percent. No child should ever grow up with that kind of indoctrinated, like mm. that kind of, like he was daily t- that, like yeah. telling you that. But another side, the flip side of that is like, look what it's given oh, you it's, as far as. It's the best thing ever. Oh. I it, I mean, it would be hard if I was to ever see him again to say, oh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but You're I can not the say. Lama, mate. No. no, there's no expectation of you to do that. <laughs> but, you know, here sitting with you and to all of our, all of the listeners, I can honestly thank him so much. Yeah. If he, if I didn't go through all of that, I, I really wouldn't be who I am today. He totally. taught me to be strong. He taught me even my work ethic. At 16, I had to learn to survive on my own. I had to learn. So, so what yeah, What happened? So he kicked you out of home. What happened? Yes, I was very lucky at the time I had a boyfriend who was a couple of years older, so I, oh. I moved straight in with him. But I still had to work really hard to pay my bills. I was going through school. You know, I didn't have parents who just bought me a car so and paid stayed everything. In stayed in school. Oh, my God. Yeah, worked every shift that I could get, but thank goodness I have the best work ethic now. Like I'm such a hard yeah. worker and I'm so glad things weren't given to me. I really value and appreciate everything that I work for. So totally. this, I could go on and on the gifts and lessons I got from that experience. And even now just to help teach women how to reframe their mindset and to find the gifts and find the lessons and find the positives. If we can turn every negative hard experience into a positive by finding a lesson, that's beautiful. It's amazing. You grow. And the more we help ourselves, the more we can help other people through their shit as well. Because let's face it, we've all got shit. We've all got baggage. We've yeah, got triggers. Totally. We've all got traumatic experiences. Totally. I don't know anyone that was like, oh, my life's been perfect. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. everyone has They're it. lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit where I found a quote, well, not a quote, but I was at school, there was a sense of low self-confidence. Was mm. that linked to the kind of like, well, I'm not smart enough. Yeah, definitely. Story. Not smart enough, not good enough, not worthy of love because I would even like see my my friends would have these beautiful relationships with their dads. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, my, my real dad doesn't want anything to do with me. He left when oh. I was a baby. And now I've got this stepdad who's, you know, abusive physically and emotionally and mentally. Like, why am I not worthy of love? He's right. 
He's right. I'm not worthy of love, but my friends are worthy. Are they prettier? Are they smarter? Are they this and that? Like I questioned everything. I was such a broken little girl. Like I had no confidence, no self-belief, no love for myself because he wasn't giving it to me. So why? I don't deserve that. So even when I met Steve, my husband, like, thank God he stuck with me, but it would have been so hard for him to like love me when I had no love for myself, you know? With Steve, because I have done your lessons podcast oh, yes. that you two do together, yeah. and I remember I got off and I was like, "Well, Steve is so grounded yeah, and he's clear. Yeah. Like there's a real clarity to – Everyone says that and he's very calm. Like, Yeah, yeah. but I, you can tell like his – I don't know if it's a sense of knowing. You know when you meet mm. people and they've got this knowing within themselves, they're yeah. like, this is what I'm doing. Yes. I'm here fully yeah. and I'm not going to question myself. Mm. It's like that – and it's so powerful powerful shit happens yeah. when you live like that. And so the fact that he's your anchor. Mm-hmm. He's been my anchor for, yeah, forever. Well, yeah, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. S- that's cool, man. Yeah, so cool. But I I think having someone like that and I, I was – it's so lucky that even when the stepdad stuff happened that you had a boyfriend that was like, you know what? I know. Come and stay with me. Let's – I've got like um, – I've had growing up a boyfriend that kind of got me out of an uncomfortable situation yeah. and you never – you never forget that experience. Oh, no, I'm like, still, still forever grateful to yeah. him and his family even as well. Oh, Lucky. A hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you. You're being so, like, open and courageous I think it's the way brave. to be, isn't it? I mean, it's so you. Like, yeah. even sitting here in front of you, like, I was quite nervous before I came in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's that shit. Oh, my gosh, don't be silly. <laughs> we're all, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all going through the same stuff. We all yeah. go feel the same emotions. We all have those self-doubts. And I just think if we can share and be more open and, and help each other through it, because we, we are all going through it, right? Totally. But yeah. my question, my next question for you is how do you do that publicly? Because, like, you, mm. like... Failure is hard, right? We yeah. know that. There's a lesson you've got to figure out, you've got to process it, whatever coping mechanism you've yes. got around that, whether it be an amazing husband or an amazing yeah. partner, whether it be a therapist. Like you had a cafe. Yeah, I did. I actually went to it. Did you? Yes, that I was did. was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, oh. oh, did you like the food? Yes, of course <laughs> I did. I um, I was up here touring, I think, my first, one of my first, well, it was ages ago, wasn't yeah, it? Was, so, uh, yeah, so, oh, like five years ago. Yes, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. I was ago. touring a book because I used to live on the Goldie. Oh. And so I always would try and do a little book signing at Mrs. Yeah. Flannery's or something that. like that. Try all the yummy cafes around. <laughs> uh, but and I remember thinking this is epic. But it was called Ashy's Clean Eating Kitchen. Yes. But how did it go? Like it was and- a massive failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> Take it away. Go. Oh, so yeah. I mean, Steve always had this thing he would say, bite off more than you can chew and chew like crazy. Oh, I love that. I do, but we don't live by it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but back in the day, that's what we were doing. We were just saying yes to every opportunity. Yeah. We were like, yes, let's go hard. Like, we love this. We love that. Let's try. Woohoo. Like, just on this roll. And this spot became available for a cafe. And Steve joked about it one day. And I, anyone that knows me, I am the biggest foodie. I, I love know this food. about you. Yes. <laughs> food is just everything. Like, every holiday, every day is just planned around my food. I just love it. So Steve joked, yeah, so good, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. And Steve's joked about having a cafe and I was like, oh, my God, that'd be freaking amazing. And at the time we knew another couple that were really passionate about food as well. We dove in so quickly. We jumped in. Mm. We opened up this cafe. You know, none of us had any idea what we were doing. And very quickly I soon learned, I don't actually want to be running a cafe. I just want to eat the food. And that sounds so dumb and so like naive, but it's the truth. I'm being honest here. Steve had so much going on. We just opened up a gym. We just got married. We were building our app. We had had 75 locations around Australia running boot camps. We had 
so much on. I didn't have the time and energy to be in a cafe, nor did I have any experience, nor did I even want to learn how to do that. Yeah. And even the people we went into, it just it just wasn't the right dynamic mm. and it failed. It fell apart. It like we were in putting money into it all the time, trying to save it. And yeah, there was amazing food, great stuff, great atmosphere, great location, but none of us really had the drive, passion, time or energy to make it work. And any business, any relationship, if you do not put the time and energy yeah. into it, it's it's going to fall over. I think also HOSPO is a beast, like oh, hospitality. And I think it's completely different to what it looks oh, like. Yeah. So I like how you're like, I'm a foodie. I'm going to love yeah. it. We're going to do like <laughs> smoothie bowls and acai bowls. Literally. It's going to be epic and we'll have the bowl, all that stuff. Yeah. I was the exact same with my smoothie bar that shut down after mm-hmm. three years. Same thing. I was floating it. I was yeah. putting money in. And the thing that I think, and I really want to ask you about, but like what was the public's perception of that? Yeah. See, that's the hardest thing, I think. Like I'd be lying if I said, oh, I don't care what people think. Mm. It is really hard because not only like, social media, but the some some media jump on and, you know, that's really clickbaity. That's really exciting. Oh, yeah. Ashley Vines fails. Like, you know, cafe shuts down. It's hard. And we were we went on a honeymoon and I remember in the Maldives. Oh, my God, isn't it the best? It feels like you're best. in a dream. Oh, my gosh, it's our favourite place on earth. But I remember, you know, a lot of the media had my phone number and I remember looking at my phone and all these missed calls <gasps> and voice messages from people being like, oh, what's happening with your cafe on oh, my honeymoon? And yeah, I was like, no. oh, my gosh, this is so overwhelming and leave me alone. Did you answer any of it? <laughs> a couple because I just like hadn't had much experience in the media and, uh, and you know, you have to be really careful because your words and stories can mm. get twisted. Not all the time, you know, not all media is like that. but A lot is. Some is, yeah. yeah. So that was really, really hard. And even now when things happen in my life, media is straight on there, oh. straight on there. Like, you know, even a little, little while ago we had two buildings for our gym and massive, massive space. We really just needed the one, so mm. we just compressed it all into one. Mm. And, you know, there were stories written about that. You know, oh, she's wow. going under and this is happening, this oh is happening. And it's like, well, you can, you can make up a story about it if that's what you want to do. But it's the truth is we don't need two buildings. We had yeah. way more classes on this side. We can fit it all in here. The community, the vibe and the energy is 10 times better all in one. So it was a great, it was a great decision and it saves us a lot of money each week yeah. as well. But the stories that the media can make are, are scary. So totally. it can be hard because everything you say, everything you do is at risk that people will twist it and post it and stories start and people comment and it just opens up a can of worms. But I don't want to live my life going, oh, better not be myself or better not do that or better not say that in case someone totally. doesn't like it. You know, I don't want to live like that. Do you, and I'm so excited, just not so excited, but so happy yeah. you shared about Australia, like the media. Do you yeah. think in Australia that tall poppy is a thing? <gasps> it is so a yeah. thing. I hate it. It's like when you go to America, celebrities, and not saying I'm a celebrity, but celebrity. Mate, high, you're a celebrity. You're a celebrity. <laughs> high profile people or people doing well, just people succeeding. It is praise. You were like, yes, go you. And they're so happy for you. The moment you look like you're doing well or, oh. you know, even I've got friends with money, like people hate them. It's oh, totally. Like, it just triggers something inside them that you must be lucky, you're not deserving, you didn't work hard, they don't know. I, I hate it. I hate tall poppy syndrome, but it's such a thing. It's definitely a thing. And, and Is it ever going to change? Well, you do stuff in America, right? Like you've done boot camps and stuff in yeah, America. Yeah. Have you noticed when you speak to an American, so our culture teaches us to talk ourselves down and yeah. be like super humble. Mm. It's not even humble. It's like you're literally negative talking yeah. yourself. So often like people be like, oh, you know, you've written 10 books. And I'm like, oh, no, but like. No, no, no big no. deal. Like <laughs> last two didn't sell that well, which is true. Yeah. Um, and if you tell an American, they're like, 
okay, they take it literally. Like an Aussie would be like, oh, you're talking yourself down, humble pie, you know, all that mm. kind of thing. But in America they take everything you say literally. So if you're like, oh, if, if they say, hey, congratulations, you know, on your new gym space, that's cute though, I like this. Oh, sorry. No. I knew, it happens every podcast he barks. I'm so I sorry. It. so cute. <laughs> We've got two pooches here today, don't we? Yeah, one's Kelsey's and one's Mietta. Mietta and Scooby. <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, no, we're animal lovers oh, on good. here. I'm a vet's daughter. So oh, I love that. bring on all the pooch sounds I'm in the surprised background. the cats aren't crawling all over the table at the moment. I know, I was hoping I'd see the cats. Oh, I'll show you them. after, yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think you've – Own it. Like own your success. Mm. Yes, own your failures and be like, yeah, the cafe didn't work. Also, now that I've met you and like we've had a bit of like interaction over Mm. the months and stuff, like you're not a hospo girl. No. That is not your (laughs) jam. Especially my husband. We both are not, no. And there are people that are and are phenomenal. I've got mates that are in the cafe world, like my investors. And they live and breathe it, right? Yes. Yeah. They're there 12 hours a day. That is their job. And if you want to succeed in hospo, that is your baby. You have to. It has to be your baby. And it'll be awesome. And yeah. if you love it and if you're really into coffee and like 100%. getting the best of the best produce and, and living yeah. and breathing and uh, it will do great. 100%. Yeah. And that was the same with me. I was like, I don't want to be in here making smoothies every no. day. And not out of ego, just out of that's not my passion. 100%. Yeah. You've got to be there to. What a great lesson to learn though. Like to go through all those experiences to learn what really sits well with you and what you really are passionate about. Totally. I think going through those experiences, it really put me on the right path to oh, be doing what I'm doing now. 100%. If I just kept that cafe out of ego or scared of what people say to me, I wouldn't be doing half the things I'm doing now because I wouldn't have had time. And I would have no, been so yeah. miserable right there. It takes a lot of hospitality, guys, a lot of time. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be in there doing that. So like, But also the gym wouldn't be thriving. No, all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah. Um, this next question I found on one of your mm. vlogs, I went, I dived deep. I was like, I'm going to learn had a good stock. I'm such yep. a Virgo. I'm very OCD. And you spoke and it's something that I have only recently had the power to do. Mm. And when I saw you saying this, I was like, oh, she's talking to me. Oh, I love it. What is it? <laughs> so it, I, I think it's a few vlogs ago, but you were talking about weight and checking yourself on the scales. Yes. Perfect. And I'm that person and I'm a really healthy girl, mm. but if I get on the scales at the wrong time of the month or at mm-hmm. the end of the night instead of the morning, um, I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm three kilos more than I think <laughs> I should be and, oh, my God, I must be so fat. Like mm-hmm. literally like negative self-talk is the, for me, eating disorder of history, it's a really, yeah. um, really big trigger and. Pops up every now and again. Totally. And my psychologist recently just said, I just don't want you weighing yourself anymore. Yeah, Like good. ever. He was like, and so for me, that's mm-hmm. the best way for me. I know that Definitely. some people love just understanding it. Like yeah. I mean, you've got to like, yeah. I love to understand like where my body's yeah. at once a month and kind of yeah. like knowing. And I think that that's really healthy as mm. well. But you mentioned in this um, piece of camera, you were like, when I was in my early 20s, mm. I was only happy if I was under 60 kilos. Yeah. And I can relate to that. And I know mm-hmm. so many listeners could relate to that. Yeah. Can you share a little bit of like that time where you'd be like, yeah, I think when I first started in the health and fitness industry, I got very caught up quickly with wanting to be shredded, super lean, yeah, have the veins, six pack, like no cellulite. And I was eating the tuna and crackers. Yeah. I was eating the chicken and broccoli and rice, little amounts of rice. Yeah. You know, it was a very low calorie diet because I thought that's why I saw everyone posting all these health people and I was new. I was like, oh, I have to fit in and be this certain way. Mm. And I don't know why, I just wanted to be under under 60. Over 60 to me was just... It, You're also tall, a very tall human, I'm, yeah, so you'd be underweight. I'm 173. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. been under that and I, I don't even look healthy. Yeah. 
Um, but it's a really hard mental thing to get through. And it just took a lot of years of working on myself and accepting that I really love food and I really want to be balanced. I don't want to live a life where I I can't go out for dinner and celebrate a birthday with Mm. my girlfriends and build that memory. That memory is more important to me than having shredded abs, you know? (laughs) It is, I love food. Food for me is 100% nourishment. I'm Mm. like you. If I can squeeze an extra nutrient so I can take my greens powder, I will do everything to be as healthy as I can. But food is also enjoyment. It's also memories. It's also connection. Totally. It's adventure. It's exciting. Food, it's so much happiness. Yeah. It really is. Like, you see me light up. I yeah. love food. I love when you go traveling. Like, were you in New York? Oh, yeah. my whole, It was the whole trip was rolled around food. But then I loved when you came back and you were like, hey, I've been away. Yeah. I've indulged. <laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah, it was But amazing. I'm also excited to get back in health world as well. People think that, oh, don't you feel guilty? Don't you feel... No. I, I can see I've physically put on a couple of kilos. I'm like, no, look at those memories and all that food yeah. I got to try. Like, I don't want to go there and order chicken and broccoli. Yeah. Are you kidding? Totally, totally. No way. I want to try every dessert that I can. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea, and when I get back home, I I know I'm going to feel a bit more bloated and low energy, yeah. but it's like, hey, get back on track. Yeah. And you know? the body loves to find homeostasis. It does. It loves to find balance. So like yeah. bringing it back and just going, all right, it'll take me a week to feel myself and feel yep. a couple of weeks feel like back in my little groove again. And you learn over the years what feels good for you. So it, it doesn't take me long to feel good again because I know what my body thrives yeah. on. Yeah. I'm not on that cycle of binging and, and restriction. It's just all balance and I know what feels good for me. And that, that took a long time though. So I feel for girls that, and I've, you know, I've got women around me who yeah. are still going through that yeah. and I'm really trying to help them reframe their mindset around food. but it's, I love that you share that, by the yeah. way, that you're, you explain, you're very open about mm. like having friends that are still facing yeah. or attached to a number or in a, and I think I love the way you look at the number on the scale and you like literally like got on the scales, no probs. And you're yeah. like, see, you can see. my number. <laughs> yeah, but you were just like. And you can, and you were showing. I, I like these scales because it teaches me my body yes. fat ratio, like my bone, bone density, like all. all yeah, heaps of interesting, fascinating. And stuff. with the scales too, like some days I'll be, you know, sixty one. Some days I'll be sixty three and a half, and it's like, yeah. well, yeah, I haven't pooed today. Or I drank yeah, so much I water. Love that like you said that. it's true. Totally. I'm, I've never weighed my poo, but it, it's got weight yeah. in it. <laughs> you know, I drink a lot of water, Same. so what I weigh in the morning to what I weigh at night, it's. A couple of kilos, like you fluctuate your hormones, your periods. Like totally, you cannot define who you are by a bloody number. Yeah, totally. No. And also flying. Like, do you find oh, when you travel? Yes, definitely. You, the body naturally holds fluid, hundred percent, even on a little flight. Yeah, that's a, like a coping mechanism of the body. Yeah. So for girls listening that mm. might be like, oh, like I'd really like I don't know how to get over that mentality. Yeah. How did you kind of like let go of your? Um, kind of like attachment to needing to be under 60 kilos. I think social media had a really big role play Mm -hmm. in, and I'm not blaming social media, but I was choosing who I was following and I was choosing to follow the shredded, ripped fitness comp girls who just look shredded Mm 24-7. And then I think being in the industry, when I got talking to these women and I, yeah, they looked amazing, but they were really sad. Yeah. They had no energy. Their hormones were messed up. Their skin... They were really depressed, but, you know, their photos looked amazing. I think I just started to really understand the the negative behind the scenes of looking that way. Yeah. And then I, I started to really notice how I felt being mm. that way. Yeah, I, I can get really lean. I know how to get super lean, mm. but don't sleep well, super moody, my skin goes crazy, I don't get my period. Yeah. There's so many side effects to that and I just didn't want that. I wanted to be happy. My yeah. goal was to be happy. My goal for every single 
women listening to this is to be happy. Yeah. And you don't get to be happy just by having a six pack. If you think you're going to be happy once you hit a certain weight, they've got a long, a lot of work to do. I remember a naturopath telling me when a woman has a full on six pack, yeah. they're, they're technically, their body fat percentage is too low to yeah. like have healthy hormone levels and to obviously get your period and stuff. For like sure. That. Everyone's different too though. Like I, totally. I do know some girls that are, are lean 24 seven and they eat a lot of McDonald's, you know, yeah. genetically. And that's, that's true. That's the hard thing with social media too. It's like, you can't look at someone and think you eat what, what they eat and you're going to yeah. look like them. We're all made up so differently. Totally. You know, genetically, I suppose I am quite lucky. I'm quite in proportion and I don't know my real father, but my mum told me he was very tall, very athletic and genetically how we have to accept that we are not going to, we don't have full control of, of the whole outcome of what our body looks like, you know. Totally. But I just think we focus on food being nourishment and enjoyment and focus on the positives of it. It can help reframe that mindset. I love that. Thank you so much for talking about that because I know that that's personally a big one for me and I know I'm not alone in that one. No, you are not alone. I think it affects, I don't know the stats on it, but I don't know. Not many women that are, I'm probably one of the only ones that I feel I'm really happy, confident and it content with their bodies. I actually loved the way that you said not everyone needs to look at scales, but I actually like it as yeah. a check-in. Like the way you said it, I was like, Everyone's you different. are empowered. Mm. You're just like, and that's how I was like, this chick just cares about health. I do. I care about the health of our mind as well. Yeah. Like I don't, it makes me so sad when w- women look in the mirror and they hate themselves. That's oh, so common though. Isn't it? Yeah. And I've been there too. Yes, yeah, I wouldn't even look in mirrors. So like that's why I really believe I you know, not tuning my own horn, but I really do believe I am a good role model and I'm yeah. the right person to be talking about this and helping women get there because I am there. I've been through it all and I am here at a point now where I'm really happy and content and love myself and I want to help women. I I don't think I'll ever stop helping till the day I die. Oh, totally. Like, honestly, totally. that's what I'm here to do. I also think some of your power comes from you slay bullshit. Um, <laughs> and there's this in – I've just finished my yoga training and there's mm. this goddess. So we learn in – Indian, we learn about Indian medicine. We learn about the Indian gods, and mm. they're called deities. Interesting. And there's this. You are this. There's this deity, and her name is Durga. Oh. And she slays bullshit. Love that is that. like what she, she's fire. She gets shit done. Yeah. Takes no prisoners, but she's all love. Aww. So she does it with love, and she cares. Always good intentions. Uh huh. Yeah. And she's just a very powerful. They call her like a powerful warrior. So mm. she comes in. So Indian gods, they normally have got like eight limbs and stuff, and they're yeah. a different color. But she'll always ride a lion for courage. Oh wow! So you're Durga, just so Thank you know. You. If, love if you ever want to look up at Indian yeah, gods, that's your that. love goddess. That. And and what made me realize that was I was looking at a post of yours, and mm. it was this really beautiful post of, I think it might have been you, Steve, and Taj, so like mm. a little family or it might just be you and Taj. Anyway, and it was people ha- are having a go at you mm. um, about um, only having one child at yes, the moment. And you common. were like, and you were like, how do these people mm. have the right? Like, and I've also watched um, a wonderful interview with you and Zoe where you were like, oh, yes. I totally want to have another kid. But yeah. like, when I'm in a year's time, when yeah. I'm ready, and that's awesome because mm-hmm. you're the master of your body <laughs> and you're yeah. also the master of this yeah. ship, you know, like this is your life, mm-hmm. not your, you know, other people's opinions. Yeah. But do people really have a go oh, at you yeah. for having 
Oh my All the time. I'm like selfish for not giving that to my husband, selfish for not giving that to my little boy. He needs a sibling. He's going to be so miserable without it. It is so common. Whenever I do a questions and answers on Instagram, it is the most common question, when are you having another child? And it's always got that negative undertone comment with it that implies that I'm selfish or that I should be because I'm this age or I've got one. He's four. You meant to have another one when they're two. Like there's so many rules. I'm like, oh my gosh, like- Drop off, mate. That's what I'd be saying. And I'm okay okay with it. Yeah, you're amazing. Yeah, comments don't really affect me too much anymore. But I know women who, one, can't have children, two, might have just miscarried, three, might be going through IVF or they don't have any more money to even go for another IVF. And every time someone makes those comments, it is highlighting that they don't have the baby they want. We need to think what we say. We really... You think it's just asking a question, but we really need to think about how our words can affect other people. Also, nobody knows what's really going. Like nobody no. knows the personal. Like the most common thing that's blown away, blown me away with these podcasts are women opening up about miscarriage. Yeah, it's so common, isn't it? No one talks about it. It's something like the statistic is crazy yeah. high. I know a lot of my friends have. It's crazy. It's almost yeah. now the norm. Yeah. Like, and I'm 34 and I want to have kids one day, but definitely yeah. not yet. So I will be a geriatric mum, yeah. which means the chance of me conceiving are like 20%, something ridiculous, yeah. even though I'm sure like I'm a really healthy girl. I'm yeah. Not gonna, but people have even said to me, you're not getting any younger. And I'm like, mm. what? Like, this is my life. Like, yeah. How, you do have no idea. Like, and yeah. also, like, what if I was, and I'm totally not, but what if I was struggling? Exactly. And wanted to do that. And, and people are yeah. writing that. And I, I just thought that you spoke so beautifully to basically going, like, it blows me away. This is said mm. about me. And you you almost hold the space for people to, like, you you hold people accountable, but hold the space for them to feel. Yeah. That's You're very good at that. Oh, thank you. And it really hit a spot for a lot of people. Like, that got a lot of engagement, oh. over 600 comments. And I just think we need to remember that everyone is battling something we know nothing about. You can scroll all you like. You totally. can think you know people. You can watch. You know, I post a lot on social media, but you still only see probably 15 minutes of my day. You have no idea what's really going on. And some people don't want to share that, but we need to be very sensitive to what we say and how we say it because it can really shake, break, or make their day. And what is your advice, Phil? Because I think this is what you have nailed. Mm. You are judged. You have been judged from the mm. moment, whether it be the online trolls, yeah. whether it be um, like they love like pitting you against other people no, as well, that probably people that you haven't. Like I had a beautiful um, girl on the podcast last week and mm. they would always pit us against each other because we wrote similar books. Oh, interesting. And it was the most awesome chat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, people just. So my question is like you get judged. Mm. You get the most amount of judgment out of probably anybody that I've ever had on my yeah. podcast and you just take it like a champ and are so real and honest. But like say to somebody – Judgment is hard. So somebody that just like in their say they're in their workplace and mm. they somebody says something to them like someone says yeah you should be having kids you're too old to be having something like that. Mm. What's your advice for combating judgment? Because I can see the way you do it in your world, but what yeah. about for like the girls listening to this or the women listening to this going? I feel like at work I'm ostracized or I feel mm. like I get a bit judged. There's a few things. Um, one sounds a little bit people might be like oh I'm not going to do that, but I had a, a mentor once say to me wrap yourself. Wrap you not physically. Yeah. Pretend you're wrapping yourself in bubble wrap. <laughs> Whatever I love that you just preface not physically. <laughs> you no, know, don't amazing. go and do this, but <laughs> It's like whatever they say, they physically can't come yeah. into you because you've wrapped yourself, you've protected yourself. Mm. Another thing, I think communication is really important. Sometimes people say things to me, even online, like I've, you know, messages all the time. They'll say something that's really judgy, 
and I'll voice message them back, which I think, yeah, I think they don't exactly. expect. Yeah, yeah. I say, hey, that didn't feel really good for me. You'll do that. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realise how that came across. Now I look back, you know, communication. If someone's at your work making you feel like that, sit down and have a talk with them. Yeah. And don't say you, you, you. I feel. Yeah. Because if you say you, they feel attacked. They're going to get on the defensive. It's going to make it worse. If you can say, I feel really hurt when you say that. You know, I'm struggling with this right now. Yeah. And that comment really, really triggered me and it didn't feel nice. Like, you know. Yeah. Most it's of the time. Psychology 101 with Ashy Bynes. <laughs> God. <laughs> most people ca- can be really compassionate, you know. Yeah. Most people do care. We're not born evil. We no. really aren't. Most yeah. people are here. And like I said before, we've spoken about hurt people hurt people. Yeah. A lot of the time too, I think if we can separate, when people say things to me, I've really come to learn it's got nothing to do with me. Totally, mate. It is all to do with them. So now I'm more just more compassionate. They say something, I'm like, oh, that's they're going through something. Yeah, totally. I'll send them like If they're being plain right nasty, sometimes I will block them. But a lot of the time I'll send back and say, hey, is there something I can help you with? I can feel this has triggered you. Like I've been through this as well. Let's chat about it. Oh, my God, you're amazing. And you spark that conversation and they're like, oh, yeah, I did feel shit about that. I didn't think it's fair that you got that or, you know, you said this and it did make me feel angry about this that happened to me when I was a child, whatever that comes yeah, up. Yeah, totally. And you talk about it and you can help someone through that. Instead oh, God, of getting you're on the defensive. amazing. But instead of getting on the defensive, right, because. I do get defensive. I got oh, we all shamed do. And I was like. We all do. I am on stories going, oh, I've just been fat yeah. shamed. <laughs> and you're allowed. We, we all do it even every now and again, like my manager's in my Instagram messages, and sometimes I'll react. You know, no one's perfect. If I'm having a bad day and I've got my period and I'm just like not in the mood for it, sometimes I will bite back and she'll go on and say, really? Yeah. Do you really need to say that? Let's let's go back and and, and chat to her. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That wasn't about her that day. I was just having a shit day and I got triggered. You know, we're all human. But 95% of the time I really try to separate myself from it, help them or help them understand it or just communicate. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you're friggin' amazing. I know I don't have you for too much longer, so just a few more questions. Yes, um, fire. F- fear of flying? Yeah. Oh, God. What happens and how do you how do you handle it? Oh. I ask this selfishly because my boyfriend's got um, yeah. anxiety around flying. It's gotten worse since I've gotten older. I've really had to learn to breathe, but I'm just I'm, I'm petrified of it. I'm the so thought. scared of the thought of it falling. The takeoff yeah. is just... I, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. These days I'm breathing through it mm-hmm. and I'm not crying, but there was a time coming back from America with Steve when I was younger, maybe like five years ago, we were going through a storm. I was, you know, people scream on a roller coaster. Oh. I was that girl at the back of the plane. For 13 hours. Screaming. No, he had to give me Valium and oh. a lot of it because the flight attendant even was like, she needs to calm down. She's scaring a lot of our passengers. Oh. Yeah, okay. And yeah. I was I, I can't even remember. I... <laughs> This is crazy. I asked Steve to go and get me a knife so I could kill myself because the thought of falling down out of that sky, there's just nothing more that scares me. I would rather yeah. be put in a pool full of sharks or a bathtub yeah. full of snakes. Like oh, okay. falling yeah. is extreme. Yeah, exactly. yeah. At heights in general. So you clearly wouldn't have skydived. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could not think of anything worse. It's the best thing I've ever done. Steve's done it too. No, you could not Did pay Steve me. Did Steve love it? He did. He's ticked it off. He wouldn't do it again, but he did love it. Only because you do know you can. Yeah. I'm just, I breathe through it now 
and I never want to let it stop me from traveling because I love traveling. Yeah, and it's part of your job too. Yeah, but it's just my fear. I don't know if it'll ever go away. So when you breathe through it, is there a breathing technique that you use, or just are you just like slow focus? in and out, slow nose. in and out breathing yeah, in through yeah. my nose? Yep. Distraction too, like uh, iPad. I find that really helps. Yeah. Who I'm with, if I'm flying with my son, it is way less because my energy yeah. focuses on him. You're in mama bear mode. I'm in mama bear mode completely and he's loving and I feel that joy through him. Yeah. But if I'm, say, with Steve and I can just like yeah. hold on to him and he's my like anchor, yeah. you know, I'm I'm a mess. But I don't know, it's something I, I just have to work through. We've all got fears, right? Absolutely. That's mine. Absolutely. Would you describe it as like a physical response too? Like oh, the yeah. whole body tightens I'm up. I'm sweating in yeah. all places that you shouldn't sweat. <laughs> I am sweating everywhere. Like, are you okay as soon as it lands? Is the body just calm? When it's right calm, down? when it, when they say we are descending, you're I, okay. I am like, I like flying. The landing, love the landing. Oh, I'm really? back on the ground. I feel amazing. But leading up to the takeoff and the actual takeoff, until that seatbelt signs off. When that seatbelt signs off, yeah, I'm I'm okay. But until that's <sighs> off. And this is a crazy stat that probably shouldn't be telling you, but if there's going to be an accident, apparently it's going to happen within the first three minutes of the takeoff. Oh, great. That's good to know. Yeah. So no, that first three minutes is just like anxiety. I bet. So it's the coming down is fine. Coming down is fine. Oh, so great yeah. to know. I'm, I'm bizarre. I'm the opposite of you. Oh, Put me on a plane and I'm like, love it. yes, this, this, this symbolizes opportunity, adventure, work, travel. We need to fly together because then I'll, I'll feel that. I'll hold like, your hand. Yes. I'll be like, you got this yeah also a psychic told me i'm a lucky charm for flying oh there you go so my my best mate is like can we make sure on the same flight yes but i think also i can i can understand Mm. the fear when you were like i'd rather swim with sharks i was like there's no i've done whale sharks before in the mel drives actually oh yes amazing but that's a whale shark it's the golden retriever of the (laughs) of the ocean (laughs) but and just a ginormous one but like if if you were like oh there's also tiger sharks and great white sharks and reef sharks Mm. and i'd be like check check yeah even reef sharks not interested so i completely understand Mm. the concept behind fear um this other question it it wasn't Mm. in your bio and but um my like I said, my best mate, she's followed you for years. And she's mm. like, you know, she got fired from Were you fired from a job? Or yeah. What happened? Two jobs, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, the last one, I mean, this was the best thing that ever, ever happened to really? me, apart from my stepdad. <laughs> this is like the true, like, if you can turn negative into a positive. Yeah. I was working at a clothes store, um, a Valley Girl. Did you ever used uh-huh. to shop at Valley Girl? The best clothes. Too so right. cheap. Absolutely. I was there for two years and I had this boss who I loved and she fell pregnant and had to leave and we got this new boss in. And within two weeks, this new boss came up to me and she just said randomly one day, um, yeah, I just, I just don't have the hours for you. <gasps> just straight out of the bat. And I said, okay, are you firing me? She's, oh, no, no, sweet. I'm not firing you. I'm letting you go. Oh, my Like super bitchy. God. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I just got my stuff, ran to the car and just like bawled my eyes like, my life's over. I've just got no money. What am I going to do? But because I got fired, Steve was like, perfect. You've always wanted to do your personal training course. You're helping me at the boot camps. Go and study. My limiting uh. self-belief was like, no, 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 I'm not going to study. I can't do that. So I never got qualified in, in the beginning. Yeah. I'm not going to do a course. There's no way I can do that. I said, oh, and you know what? I can't afford it. I have no money. It's like $10,000. So can't do it. And he's yeah, like, excuse. I've got you a government grant. You're actually going. You start next week. I booked what a you legend. In. I was like, oh my God, what do you mean? I don't have to pay anything. He's no, it's all covered. <gasps> oh my God. Freaked out. But 
what am I, I don't have a job anymore. What am I going to do? I do wow. want to do that. That is my dream job to help women be fit, healthy. Totally. And support them through Empowered, the emotional yeah. journey of it. And I, I did, I went and did my PT course, but I failed those end exams, yeah. I think three times before I sat down with the owner, GT, bless him. He owns the Human Performance yeah. Centre um, where I studied. I sat down with him at the end of it and I was like, I just don't understand this. I can't, I've tried, I yeah. can't get it. And he sat down with me and helped me and I finally passed. But if I didn't get fired... I wouldn't have done that course. No way. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. I would not be here with you right now if I didn't get fired. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I asked that yeah. question because it was an add-on at the end. Where yeah. I was like, make sure you find out. Yeah. Thank you. so. Oh, my God. I could talk to you all day I long. Um, Love podcasts. You're such a champ for sharing. Thank you. So openly as well. And so you are like very real, very open and vulnerable and I love it. Vulnerability connects us, right? It, it's 100%. beautiful. Hundred percent. And we're all craving more connection. So that's bring all it. humans really, really want. I know. So for girls that are just like, okay, you're super successful. You you live in the dream. <laughs> this is what people are going to think. Still, yeah. even after all, they're going to be like, okay, but she's got to this level mm. now. You've got your own active wear. You've got yeah. your clean treats. You've got so much love around you. And you do Steve, make it sound gosh. amazing, and it is amazing. But there's also challenges. Of course. Yes. But what is your advice, people, that just like, and maybe it is like that, you know, the way you went after your dream, even mm. that when you got fired, like they're just feeling a bit lost, a little bit stuck. You mm. know, that stuck feeling where you're like, yes. I don't feel like I'm meant to be doing what I'm doing, yes. but I'm doing it because it's safe and because it's what people expect of mm-hmm. me. What would your advice be? I think it's really important to find, and I hate when people say this, but I want to go in a little bit more deep about it, is finding passion. Yeah. And I think the way to start doing that is just to start trying. Don't quit your job. You need to earn money to pay your bills. We mm. all do. But start doing things. Like for me, it was starting just going along to the boot camps. And then I started to weigh the girls in while Steve was there. It was, you know, running with them up the hill. I, I got into yeah. doing it with them. You know, if you are interested in, interested in something, give it a go. Yeah. And then figure out how you could possibly make that a career. I know even for life coaches these days, I don't think they were in primary school saying, I want to be a life coach. No, no, no. You know, growing up, they learned they want to tell people and they naturally would have been doing that. And they turned that into the career where they can make money and charge for that, you know. Find what it is that lights you up yeah. and that you feel that pull towards. We've all got it. A hundred percent. That think, purpose, that why. Yeah. yeah. But with a lot of it, a lot of the time we're scared to tap into it because it's Absolutely. what if I fail? Totally. What if I'm not supposed to do? What do they think of me? What all if those, I'm not smart enough? Yes. All those enough. stories, limiting beliefs, and voices of the people around impact what we do next. But you got to listen to you. And when you keep saying, I don't know if you're aware of this, when you yeah. say passion, listen to yourself, you point to your heart. You oh, do, do I? Yeah. I didn't so realize that. Like, yeah. Wow. She's like, listen to your hunch. And when she's talking about voices and like the negative self beliefs, she's t- she's got her hands around her head. Yeah, I do. Interesting. So bring it from the head, which yes. is the analytical part, to the heart, which Love feels. That. Yeah. Love that. Yes. Big exactly. Time. You're amazing, oh, mate. Thank you. I loved our I conversation. Hang out more. Yes. <laughs> move to the Gold Coast yeah, again. <laughs> Big love, beauty. And, thank you. Um, you're amazing. Thank you. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yummo Lollaberry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love. <music>